0: And hello, everybody. Welcome to Lydia House. Happy Sunday. And why don't we start out with prayer? Father God, I thank you for this beautiful winter day. We thank you for our families and our church. We thank you for our jobs. We thank you that you are taking care of us and providing for us. And we would like to spend the next hour or so focusing on you this morning and asking you to help us to spend more of our time focusing on others as well and so we welcome you here father we welcome you here jesus we welcome you here holy spirit whether you would bless this time of worship and time in the word and this time of fellowship in jesus name amen so welcome to everybody if you're joining us in person or if you're joining us by zoom or if you're watching a little later whatever means you are joining us, we welcome you and we're glad to have you with us. Uh, A couple quick announcements. Um, If you are joining in person, please remember to mask up and maintain that social distancing that I think we're all getting used to at this point. And giving is still going on online, you can check it out at LydiaHouseChurch.org. And we appreciate those gifts and they keep the lights on, so to speak, literally. (laughs) and um, just a reminder that if you don't want to be part of the Zoom or the recording to just act accordingly. you can always click off your video or mute yourself if you don't want uh, your house's background noise being involved in the service, which uh, as a house with three kids, um, other than when I'm preaching, I usually remain muted, unless I'm going to say something for that reason, and I'd like to Pray for a little bit, as I'm sure you all have been this week, for our country and our nation during this uh, difficult, Mm -hmm. odd time that we're experiencing as a country. And uh, more prayer is needed. I'll just leave it at that. More prayer is needed, I think we all agree. And so I'd like us to take time to pray now. And if you're wondering why I'd like to do that, it's because I think there is something special about corporate prayer. praying on your own is great. Praying with somebody else, it can be even better. But when we come together as a body to agree and to pray about things, that has an effect. And there are a lot of scriptures about that that we might go through sometime. Um, But I'd like us to do it as a body. So Paul, if you're willing um, and you could start us out um, in a prayer for our country, that would be great.
1: It's mandated. It's uh, first of all then, I urge, so he's not suggesting this, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high places, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, godly and dignified in every way. It's not quiet and peaceable right now. And that may be laid at the hands of the church for not praying. I don't know how God views that. But we are called to pray, and so help me remember. Help Nate and me remember that we do this every week when we come together and that we should do it as well in our own prayers. Last Sunday, we sang this hymn. Listen to it. It's a prayer. Thou by heavenly hosts adored, gracious, mighty, sovereign Lord, God of nations, King of kings, head of all created things, by the church with joy confessed, God over all forever blessed. Pleading at thy throne we stand. Save thy people. Bless our land. Listen to the third verse. Let our rulers ever be men and women that love and honor thee. Let the powers by thee ordained be in righteousness maintained. In the people's hearts increase love of piety and peace. Thus united we shall stand one wide free and happy land. God, we're not there right now. We're sorry we have not prayed consistently for the nation. We are very sorry. We repent and ask that we would be consistent in our prayers for our nation and its leaders. We bless them now. We bless those who are stepping down and who are stepping up. We are concerned with where we are and where we are going, and we simply ask you to uh, as the lord over all lords is the king over all kings behind every president you are there and so we ask you to continue to rule in this land as we submit ourselves to you in jesus name amen,
0: amen. and lord we we pray for that transition team in washington that's very hard at work these days and from both sides Paul shared just a couple of weeks ago about passing the baton in a relay match and how that's a tricky thing, an important thing. And I pray that that baton gets passed well and that the transition is, is good and uh, better than it has been maybe the last few times. Um, and I pray that you would bless those who are coming in uh, in Washington, whether they're freshman Congress or part of the administration, or other roles that might be appointed at a later time. Um, I pray for humility. When you get a new job that's high profile, uh, pride tends to follow as opposed to humility, but I pray that there would be humility on the part of our leaders. I pray that people would listen to you whether they realize they're listening to you or not. I pray that you would put godly people in the midst of all those folks and in their own lives that you can help um, guide our country in the way it should go. And Lord, we know you see everything from a a very big picture of everything. And so, you know, where we've been, you know, where we're going and we trust you. Lord, we trust in how you're leading this country. We trust that you will help us to remember to pray for our leaders and to pray for our government and to pray for one another as well. And I pray that during this time, um, we'll be talking about this later, but Lord, I pray for reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Reconciliation, yes, for our nation, but also for us and for the people we know, Mm -hmm. that if there have been relationships that have been strained in the last year, whether due to COVID or politics or whatever it is, that you would allow us to mend those relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly for us in the church, we pray that that would be true and that you'd help us to do that, but also for For our friends and our coworkers and and people we're in contact with, that if they have relationships that have been strained or even broken, that you would help us to help them to mend those relationships and to bring Mm -hmm. reconciliation. Father God, I believe that's your will for us for this year as a church. And so I pray that you'd help us with that. Some of us don't have a lot of experience with it. And so we thank you that you will teach us and that you desire us to have whole and healthy relationships. And Lord, for the rest of this time of worship now, we ask that you would help us to worship you and love you with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength Mm -hmm. and all of our mind in Jesus' name. And so as we prepare our hearts for worship, we take just a moment now to confess, Lord, any sins that we have committed over the last week that we haven't confessed or anything that we maybe should have done or should have said and didn't. So let's just take a moment of silence to confess. And we thank you and we receive your forgiveness for our sins through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord, we receive that. And we thank you, God, for all that you're doing for us. In troubled days, it's easy to give into complaining, and so we ask you to instead allow us to be grateful and thankful for everything that you have done. In Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord.
2: Yes, we worship you today, Lord.
0: Stay
1: seated or stand as we join in singing together. So we sing as we declare how great, how great yes, Lord, you are is our God. Ready? Yes. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God, and all will sing, how great, how great is our God. Singing again. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our god oh you're the name above all names you are worthy of all praise yes lord and my heart will sing how great is our god sing that again you're the name You're the name above all names. Yes, you are worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing, how great is our God. Oh, yes, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Then sings my soul, I save your God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, oh, how great thou art, how great thou art. I think that that God his son not sparing sent him him to die I I scarce can can take take it in in. that on on the cross my burden gladly bearing and I to take, take away, away my, my sin. What do we do about it? Then sings my soul, my Your God, to Thee, O Lord, how, how great, Thou art. How, how great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, oh, my, God, my Savior God, to Thee. Oh, how great Thou art, how great Thou art.
2: Amen. Praise Your Holy Name. Thank You for the privilege, Father, of praising you ask us to, and we do this as a privilege. We praise you. It's a privilege for us to praise you. Yes. Thank you.
1: We see your, your greatness, your power. We also see your accessibility to us, that you are accessible. When we cry out, even before we cry, you yes, answer. Yes,
2: yes. Thank
1: you. It's not true oh. on the earth. The more important people are, the less accessible. You are the most important, Jesus. and you are the most Thank accessible you. we oh, praise you, you praise that me. wherever we are whatever we're doing whatever our circumstance thank we cry you here you're immediately with us thank we you. marvel at that great is thy faith you are faithful lord oh god my, my father,
3: there no father
1: there is no shadow of turning, turning with, with thee, thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see all I have. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature and manifold witness. To, to thy, thy great, great faithfulness, faithfulness mercy, mercy and love. Yeah. Wow. Sing it out, saints. Great, great is thy faithfulness. Great is, faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. Alleluia. All I have needed and have provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Pardon for Thank sin yes, and a true. peace
2: that endures. Your peace, O oh
1: Lord. Thine own dear presence, presence. to cheer and to God Yes, Lord. Strength for today Day and bright, bright hope, hope for, tomorrow. for tomorrow. It's true. Blessings oh. all mine Hallelujah. and ten thousand songs. When, when I am down, down and all oh, my, oh, my soul is weary, when, when troubles come and my heart burdens me, then I am still and wait here in the silence, silence until you come and sit awhile with me. You raise me up, so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up, lift me up to more than I can. Anybody find that true this last week? Anybody get raised up by the Lord? How wonderful. There is no life, no life without its hunger. Each restless heart beats so imperfectly. But when you come and I am filled with wonder, sometimes I think, I glimpse turn, and you do. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. More than I can be. You raise me up to more than I can be. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong. When I am on your shoulder, you raise me up to more than I can be. You raise great song did he know what he was singing did he know was that who was that J- uh, up to jason who sang that i mean it was a great song yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's really <laughs> a great song when you think of who
3: it chills up my spine every time i hear it i i just want to share real quick um we have uh we had, at one time, I think we still have it somewhere, a painting or a photograph. I don't even remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a raging storm and mm-hmm. the, on the coast somewhere with huge waves. Mm-hmm. And there's this tall lighthouse on the edge of a rock We've precipice. Don't, we, don't
1: we had it here right on this wall.
3: And it's oh. just amazing. And there's this little person down at the base right. of the of the lighthouse yeah. facing the crashing waves and right. I've I've experienced that actually actually to some degree when I was a young man I was apprenticing with my father and we were wiring up log cabins on the north shore of Lake Superior some pretty big ones but they would have they would be on a there's no beaches to speak of you right. know on Lake Superior it's all rock and you would go, we would take our lunch break, and we would go out, and we would sit on this rock and dangle our feet over the edge, and it was like 20 feet down until you hit a bunch of boulders. Yeah. And if the wind was right, you'd get sprayed wow. with the yeah. waves coming in and crashing on the rocks. Yeah. And it's, it's an awesome uh, experience. I mean, it's awe-inspiring. And just the power of wind and water... Yeah and yet it's that's how that's how this song pictures that the storm and you know we're we're facing all kinds of that right now and and it's like he's the the rock yes in the midst of all that we have a we have a refuge we have a we have something that to withstand all of that and it's not in ourselves but it's so good to hear songs like this because There's so much uncertainty and so much anxiety-inducing things going on. Kids, relationships, houses falling apart, cars breaking down, um, physical ailments, healing needed. Um, There's a lot. There's just a lot going on. And it's like, yeah. You
1: raise me up so I can stand on mountains You raise me up to walk on stormy stormy seas, seas and I I am strong when I
2: Lord, I saw the picture of the stormy seas as you were uh, sharing that and and even before as we were singing it. And the words are, I can walk on the stormy seas. Lord, that's impossible. That's That's an impossible picture, except that if you are holding our hand, if you are calling to us and you are right there with us, it is not impossible. And so
1: we do cry out and call out for you. He spirit. is exalted, the king is exalted on high. I will, will praise, praise him. him, he is, is exalted, exalted, forever exalted. exalted, and I will
4: praise,
1: praise his name. name. He is exalted, the yes, King Lord. is exalted yes, are exalted. Hallelujah. Okay, personalize it. You, you are exalted. exalted, my King, king is exalted, exalted on, on high. And I will praise you. I will praise you. You, you are exalted, exalted, forever exalted. exalted. And, and I will praise your name. name. truth shall reign and heaven, heaven and earth rejoice in your holy name
2: you are exalted forever exalted, forever exalted on
1: hall. hallelujah you are exalted forever exalted on hall. just keep the song going keep it going you're exalted lord you're exalted forever exalted god
4: we sing praise
1: to you no one like you no one can hold us up like you can god we call and you answer
2: we're so thankful we praise and thank you lord you are
1: exalted yes. forever, exalted and Let's pray for one another. Pray for those that need healing. Jesus. Raise your hand if you need healing. If someone is close to you, just put your hand on them. Those that need healing, let's pray. Let's believe. Let this season let this year be a year when we see we see what we prayed for we believe that you're the exalted one and therefore we can expect healing you told us you sent out your disciples you said heal the sick raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give and so we're just giving away whatever is within us we have faith to believe for it and so god i pray that you would heal people here heal people that are listening by Zoom, heal people that are listening later on, whatever their malady, whatever their situation, whether they're struggling in their body or in spirit. We believe that because you're a healing God, you say, ask and it will be given to you. So we're asking, right. we're not commanding, we are, we are saying, God, we're your kids. Yes. Would you? Would you heal now? You. Would you heal Margaret? Would you heal Steve? Would you heal Naomi? Would you heal those that are here that's struggling with infirmities and need your healing touch? And we are so confident uh, as we ask, not in our own name, not in somebody's name that's important, but in the name of Jesus, the one who could always get your attention, the one who always stands with you, who's at your... Right hand. Yes, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. amen. Stay where you are. Is there a word that the Lord has either given you recently or is giving you now, as we're in quietness and in worship and in prayer? Anything He's stirring in your heart to share with us? If so, then uh, Tim has a mic and he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't see anyone moving toward the bike. So we'll turn it over to Mr. Nate.
0: Thank you, Paul. And thank you to Tim for what you shared. Uh, Yes. I agree with you. (laughs) I feel that way sometimes these days. And I think worship is a really important strategy when we feel like we're being buffeted by the waves um, to spend some time reaching something that's much higher than those waves are, no matter how hard, how high they may be. Um, And it helps our perspective too, to look down on the problems from above uh, versus to look up at them from the ground. So uh, thank you for sharing, Tim. Thank you to Paul and Karen also. And I'm gonna pin my video so I can look at some of you.
1: Yeah. We're spread hey, out.
0: I can see people. Hi, people.
1: Yeah, there are people here.
0: How are you? Hey, John. I see Back. you're Raven there. There are
1: people in the choir. The choir is going to be singing later during the offering. Well, you guys...
0: Excellent. Yes. Pass the mic and pass the plate. Miriam is here. Oh, hi, Miriam. Good to... I can't see you at the moment, but good to see you metaphorically. Um, All right, most of you probably were with us last week in one form or another. And so I'm gonna sort of continue what we were talking about last week, which was primarily um, sharing a word that the Lord gave me for the church for this year, and then talking about reaching out to the people in our lives. So I wanna go over that word again, because I think it's important um, for us for this year. It's really encouraging word, really great word. If it were a terrible word, I maybe wouldn't repeat it. I don't know. <laughs> so the Lord, when I was just seeking him about this year, he said, this is the year of the Lord's favor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I shared last week that I had a little bit of trouble fully believing and accepting that, given, you know, the state of things. Mm-hmm. And then he continued, my favor will be upon you as you reach out to the people in your lives. Mm-hmm. And the favor of the Lord is huge, and I'll Teach on favor sometime soon, Um, really all that that means. But to have the favor of the Lord on you is good. (laughs) It's very, very good. It, It supercharges and superpowers whatever it is that you're doing. And so, the favor of my favor will be upon you as you reach out to people in your lives. You reach out to them. Notice this is a conditional statement. If you do this, then you reach out to them, then watch me work, and you will be amazed. That is a really encouraging word. And as I was processing that, which I talked about last week, um, the Lord said, am I unable to move in times of great difficulty? Obviously implying, "I know I am not unable to move. Of course not. And if we look at the scripture, most of the time God moves, especially the biggest stuff, the most powerful stuff, it's always in times of great difficulty. And if you heard me preach in the fall about the great awakenings that have happened in the past in America, we were in times of great difficulty each in each case, times of great difficulty, things were not going well. And so I'm not going to say that when I look around and things aren't going well, I'm happy about it. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but it helps me not to lose hope to remember that it's in times of great difficulty that God tends to really move. And so that's what we're believing for, that's what we're praying for, amen? And not just as a nation and revival and great awakening and that big picture stuff, which is great, but we also want revival in our church and we want it in our own lives and in our own relationships. And I think that's that's where this word is going. It's not like a macro word so much as it is, hey, the people in your lives, you, everybody here who's watching, the people in your lives, God wants to reach out to them, whether they're Christians or not. Friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, classmates, all that stuff. God has placed you in the lives of these people and he intends for you to reach out to them. Now, it's true that every time we talk to someone or interact with someone, the Holy Spirit within us does influence them, no matter what, passively. I mean, he's not passive, but we may be passive. But the the Spirit of God is still able to influence them because we carry the God of the universe with us everywhere we go. Amen. But what I'm talking about is being a little more proactive, a little more cooperative with the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, Lord, who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to interact with? Who's in my life? Who are you going to put on my heart for this week, for today? Uh, Maybe on your way to work or if you're not driving to work these days uh, before you log in to work from home you know is there anybody that i'm going to talk to today or i'm going to interact with today that you want to speak to and you can take a minute to listen maybe before you start that or maybe you don't know who you're going to come in contact with but finally you talk to someone on the phone or chat with them or whatever and you can say okay lord i'm talking to this person help me share your love with them somehow encourage them somehow Um, Show them some positivity if they're really down in the dumps, whatever the case may be. And it doesn't have to be massive. uh, Great, great. I'm glad you got the report in. So about Jesus. Now, what I think, um, you know, it doesn't have to be one of those. Okay. And we're not talking about street preaching. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But we're talking about reaching out to people in our lives in a human way that is normal and conversational and allows us to show our love for them and god's love for them which is by the way the same thing when we show love to other people it's god's love that we're showing them and so if in your if in your interactions with other people you are you don't know whether or not they felt love from you then they probably didn't feel it from god either because god loves work work his love works through us just like his power primarily works through us And so we are called to go and to be a part of that process. And so last week I said, Hey, I'd like, we, we made lists of people in our lives and all the people in our lives are people that God wants us to reach out to in some way or another, not all of them every single week or anything like that. This isn't meant to be like a big burden assignment thing, but it is something that I think we are supposed to be involved in all the time. And so I gave you an assignment, a homework assignment, if you recall to reach out to at least one person in your life over the week and just touch base or maybe encourage them, or maybe ask if they have any prayer requests or whatever the case might be. So I'm gonna give a minute now for folks who might wanna share. Was anybody, did anybody do the homework and reach out to somebody this week uh, in a big way or in a small way uh, and you wanna share what happened? He pauses
1: You're first.
0: for someone to respond. And you can um, pass pass a mic over no, to mic over whoever through. wants to go first. No. We're gonna start.
1: Who's next,
5: well, as far as unbelievers, um, actually, the Lord, I did the assignment the day before you gave the assignment. <laughs> so I'm going to count it as that because.
0: I, I can't fault that.
5: There's a young man who, um, he was a good friend of one of our daughters who's not walking with the Lord, and he doesn't know the Lord, and, um, but he used to come over every once in a while, and um, so last, a week ago Saturday, I just watched a random testimony on YouTube of um, someone who had died and was clinically dead and went to heaven, and you know, one of those stories, uh, I can't remember the details, but the Lord just reminded me of of um, this young man, and um, I sent it to him in a text. I sent him stuff every once in a while, and I said, "I hope you're not tired of me sending you stuff, but um I just was watching this, and um, the Lord reminded me of you, and I just he just wants to remind you that he I can't remember what I said, but he just loves us so completely, unconditionally, no matter what, where we, and he's just thinking of you today, and he said, he answered back right away. I just, he was so appreciative, and so.
1: Good deal, good deal. Who's next? Okay. Yeah, stand up. Yeah, come on here. <laughs>
6: Real quick, I just had a thought that maybe one thing I want to pray about is for, I have dreams a lot, and sometimes like I feel like the enemy uses my dreams, but I thought it'd be cool to have dreams for other people, like non-believers. Maybe it's not a prophetic dream, because I don't always get the you know interpretation right, but I thought it'd be cool to pray for a dream and say, hey, I had a dream about you the other night, and God blessed you like this. What a cool open door. But cool. um, John and I have neighbors that help us with, uh, kind of reminds me of you. He's like kind of like he's totally MAGA and he helps fix things. But I didn't know, I didn't know, he was really handy and I didn't know he was a Christian. But John and I invited him over this week and his wife. We thought we'd play cards because we don't know him very well. We just thought that'd be a good way to just get to know him. And we ended up talking the whole time. And they're strong Christians, they love the Lord and they're awake to what's going on. So. You know, and we just spent time encouraging them, and because he was kind of down in the dumps and really gloomy, and John kind of challenged him a little bit, and just shared with him like the hope that he's, and John's been encouraging me with too. So it was really cool. Right, this week to talk about the oh, of the Holy Holy yeah. He's not into speaking in tongues, but he said he's open to it, and he said I want to do a Bible study with you guys. Wow. Yeah. Neat.
3: Let the record show that Allie was pointing at Steve Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: well, because Allie stood up, I'll share next because I, I called her dad on the phone and uh, said, any chance we could get together? Her dad, according to John, is a super, super athlete, so I talked to him. I found out, yes, he is. He's, he's uh, outstanding. Almost went pro in baseball and uh, other sports, even golf. So uh, I, I've always enjoyed athletics, so I, I want to reach out to him for that reason, but also because Allie said that he's not there yet. His Her, her mom is, but her dad isn't. So... Uh, I called him, and then uh, when he didn't get back to me, I called him again, second time. So uh, we'll probably get together in another week, and we're going to talk about Jesus and athletics. So (laughs) in that order. (laughs) So I had written down four things, Nate, and uh, that was Tom, and then I wrote down Jeff Goldstein, who was Adam's dad. I called him twice and didn't get through to him. I wrote down Andy because I went to the um, uh, get my car uh, oiled, and the guy's name was Andy. and I left thinking I didn't talk to him. I wanna, I was thinking that I was going to ask him if I could pray with him, but I did it. And so I tried calling him back, but I missed him. but I want to stick with the Andy one. The fourth is my neighbor. I was looking for them to be outside and they weren't, so I didn't get that one. But I got I got through to Tom. Who's next? Anybody? okay anybody in the choir okay all right
7: so i've got one while you're looking around all right um on monday i work with two of my colleagues and of course work's been a little more crazy over the last year like everybody's um so there's a time for about six months, where we were on completely different schedules and we never saw each other, and then starting in September, we came back to our regular Monday group. Um, but life's always crazy, and we're either doing surgery or we're watching the labor board, or you know, our interactions are okay. Anything wrong? Cool. Okay, you need me help with this. Okay, bye. You know, like it's this quick and dirty kind of interaction. Um, but Monday, everything was kind of low key, uh, like the perfect storm in a good way. And so all all of us were like, oh, we should get work done. But then we kind of sat and started talking and we hadn't talked in so long. It was really good. And I kept getting the nudge. Like I kept, of course, the productive part of me was like, oh, I have so much paperwork to do. I have these articles I should read, like all this, like when do I ever get an opportunity to do this? I should do this. And, And the spirit just kept saying, this is important. This is important. So I sat there and we chatted and we just kind of encouraged each other and this is obviously an ongoing relationship I have with both of them and and so it was nice to be able to hear that okay no this is what you're supposed to be doing and so all of us kind of hung out and encouraged each other in this really difficult time so I'm excited that that can continue as well but but that I was able to hear in the midst against my normal nature of okay go 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 get things done you know I could sit and and listen and do what I was supposed to do
0: that's great. Good job. And others, others will find this, too, that as you, as you decide to engage in doing this as a lifestyle, just always asking God, who should I reach out to and making that effort, you'll find that God responds with favor by giving you spaces to do that that you maybe hadn't planned on giving you interactions with people that you didn't know were going to happen, giving you extra time, like Sarah just shared. Hey, Nate. And so that's a great example of that, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not on camera, but uh, this is Tim. Um, I, what the Lord is showing me, see, I, I've i been accused of liking the sound of my own voice. So I, I'm a talker, <laughs> but <clears throat> it's almost as important to be willing to listen as it is... Mm. Being willing to, to impart. I don't know what the opposite of impart is, but um, I know like, with a couple of my kids, if I reach out and want to impart something, I think there's some doors that close in their brains. <laughs> 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 but if I'm willing to listen and just say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And, 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 then, and then just keep listening, because that's, that's not natural for me. Um, you know you 've probably all heard or met or interacted with people that it 's this one upmanship you know, oh, that happened to you? Well, you know what happened to me and and I fall into that a lot, <clears throat> but at work with my kids that that's that's a um that 's a thing I need to learn and and practice more is just being willing to listen
0: that 's good Tim, and even when We are doing that, and like I think you're like me, Tim, that you think, oh, well, I need to specifically say something here to make a difference in this conversation, right? But remember, the God who created the universe is inside of you. And you simply being in contact with this person, the presence of God is now affecting them. It's influencing them, even if you're not doing a lot. And sometimes you simply listening while the Holy Spirit does work that you can't see and don't know about, that might be exactly what's supposed to happen. It could be more powerful. And not getting in the way of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And for those like Tim and myself who are tend to be talkers, um, I've, been, I've been convicted multiple times that I'm getting in the way of what God's trying to do. <laughs> and that I actually need to take a step back and let him work more um, in the conversation or the interaction. And I, I've read over you know text chains or... Um, Facebook chat messages and stuff like that before after the fact and been like, oh, I was um, really quick to jump in with advice there when maybe I should have been quicker to say, wow, that really stinks, you know, and and help them open up more or whatever. And God really can be involved in that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, the next step or the concurrent step, really, um, because we want to be doing it constantly, um, regularly, is to pray for those people to pray for those people in our lives, the people that we're interacting with. But before I go there, does anyone else have one they want to share? Uh,
8: Yes, Pastor Nate, can you hear me? Okay, yeah. I contacted uh, two different people, and um, actually I tried to get a hold of one person and couldn't, so I contacted another person who might know. And we had a great conversation. hadn't talked in probably about a year, and uh, this person is in her 80s and a relative, and so it, it, it was really good for her just to be able to talk, because uh, she lives um, in a condo kind of atmosphere, and so it was just you know a blessing for her to be able to to share and talk. And then um, the other person I tried to get a hold of, uh, there was something you know bad in the health area that happened to them. So that one is a later because I you know until I can uh, figure out uh, her telephone number and what facility she's at, that's going to be one that's going to be on hold. <laughs> but I was able to talk to her granddaughter, who was a great niece of mine. And um, that was good because I think she needed, you know, to just sort of a a help in the fact that, you know, her great grandma or her grandmother was going to be going to a nursing home and that was hard on her. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up then talking, not talking to the one I wanted, but a different one, but still helping. So
0: That's great. And you know, that's a lot of people need that, especially these days, where they may have fewer interactions with people than they're used to. We all need someone to vent to uh, someone to bring our stuff to. And when you're constantly doing that, only with your spouse, let's say um, that can get unhealthy at some point, right? When you're just constantly dumping your stuff on them they're like i have my own stuff to deal with i don't need all your stuff too and so it, it can be really really helpful for people and as a pastor i know this well people sometimes come in for counseling simply to dump and that's good that's you know that for me that's part of my job <laughs> it's, it's to give people space to do that but we can all do that for other people and it can be really really healing um especially when they do it to us who again have the spirit of god within us because the spirit is ministering to them the whole time that they're sharing everything they dump out God is filling them back up with something better and that that's a really excellent thing to do. I used to judge this I used to judge interactions with other people by what was said Mm -hmm. or by like the end result did they like say something I was Mm -hmm. looking for um and it was only after a lot of years and interactions with people that I realized that that isn't necessarily the the thing to be to be looking for. That isn't how to judge it. Um, let the Holy Spirit do the work and figure out what needs to be done Amen. instead of me being the like stereotypical man jumping in trying to fix stuff, right? right. Um, which is definitely my natural tendency, by the way.
1: Nate, um, we had one more person that wants to share. Is that okay? Wonderful, let's do it. Uh, it's Margaret Ludio. Two more. <laughs> Two more. Okay, three more.
2: Three more. Yeah, mom. <laughs>
9: Well, I just want to share because my heart is so full right now. So happy because I don't usually have two of my daughters here and they are here right now, one by either side of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so happy for that. that I thought, well, I should sing something and show how happy I am. But I'm so hoarse. And and I thought, well, it doesn't matter how hoarse I am. I can still have... Sing from the heart and tell mm-hmm. everybody how happy I am. <clears throat> and so I'm just going to sing one little line and say, okay. what's it, what's it, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did, did you want to cool. sing? What, do you
2: want us no. to sing Effigate. with you? No, uh, uh,
9: Let's see, now I had it all planned out. <laughs> well, we could sing I'll with say you. Well, you, well, you, my mom is so cute. She goes, Well, you share too. Well, you could take my place. I said, No, Mama, you can share. But I want to say that my mom has been a fantastic example of this, of yes. listening. And even if I bring a friend over, she doesn't know well, and she will just listen, and right. the compassionate heart. To listen, and then she gives amazing advice too. I'm like, wow, where'd you get that from? <laughs> oh, sure. Eighty of ninety-five years of, of living, but um, even my friends in other countries, and in Norway, that have, mm. have visited, they visited just a couple times. Mm. They, I'm gonna get a chance to take care of her now for a couple of days, and I told them we're gonna FaceTime and talk and sh- pray together and sing together. So, yeah, that's gonna be
2: great. But you're but, good with that too, Miriam.
9: Well, well, I like to witness when I have a chance, yeah. yeah. They <laughs> you wanted to... you going to and you're sing a song, Wonders? The Lord is so good to us. The, the Lord <coughs> wants to help us remember who he is and Amen. what he can do and what he wants to do through us. Amen. And I know that he has more and more that he wants to show us. So much more waiting. It's, gonna be, it's so exciting
4: Amen. because Amen. it gets
9: better all the time. And and I just can't take it. Especially right now, I'm so happy with these two uh, girls, one on each side. I'm so thankful. for
0: the I want to say thank you, Margaret. Thank you for sharing. And you know, you, Margaret, are an example of what we're talking about today. Because in 22 years of 23 years of interactions with you every single time I left feeling better. I feel like God touched me somehow through your love or through your words or just through the spirit by your demeanor and your positivity and your mannerism. I always felt better after talking to you, after being with you than I did before. And that's part of what I'm talking about. You know, when God says, taste and see that the Lord is good, that comes from us a lot of the time. And so if people's interaction with us makes them say, you know what, wow, I always feel better after I talk to him or her. Or after we see each other, I always feel better. Like, that is a great testimony right there. And I think Kathy wants to share something.
4: Thanks. You know, it's really cool, Tim, um, and you, Nate. It just seems like the theme right here is, is again, li- listening to the Holy Spirit. And we're all in different I don't know how to say pockets of of culture in the United States yep. and work yep. environments and things like that. And I am too. I'm right working right in the heart of Minneapolis. I work at Martin Luther King Park. It's wow. you know my our tennis facility is right there. Um, just a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, you know. And my coworkers are very Minneapolis if, if that's a word. And I'm. This now. If, that, if you understand what that means, and it's it's just, I I'm so I, I mean I get so agitated when they talk about things, and I'm like, okay God, what am I supposed to do? How am I? I don't, you know, and I think you know what you guys are all saying is just listen to the Spirit. Be very humble. Be very very humble. Yeah, you know because you know God's truth is gonna reign, and it, it it's He's God's in control, and. You know, we just have to just really be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and be loving. And, you know, it it that's like Tim says about his kids. I mean, sometimes it's just not, can't say anything, you know, and we just have to really be humble and listen to what the Lord is really going to, you know, say through us and just be that sweet aroma of Christ. You know, that's all we can do.
0: That's so great, Kathy. And thank you for bringing up that humility point, because it's really a big point.
4: Yes. Um,
0: Oftentimes, we as Christians, and I have done this, folks, a lot. Um, we sometimes go either enter that interaction or at some point during it, we try to some, prove something to prove we know more than them or to prove that we're right and they're wrong or, or whatever it is, as opposed to coming in as a servant, coming in humble, like um, you were saying, and that is so much... Better. It's a much better posture to go in in humility. Just saying, all right, how can I bless this person? How does God want to bless this person? And going into it from that perspective, and it's it's received very differently. Um, I've I've talked to plenty of non Christians who their view of Christians was Christians are brash and argumentative, and they think they're right about everything and they try to shove stuff down people's throat i've talked to non christians that that was their view of christians and it's like okay i know some of the people you interacted with including probably me in college part of the time so uh, that is not as good of a strategy as humility is so and i and i hear you uh it can be difficult sometimes sometimes people talk to us especially if they're not christians And we're just like, I have no idea how to relate to you. I am on a different planet than you entirely, And, and, but that's okay. You know, if you go to another country and and minister to someone who's of a totally different culture, it's very similar to that, but you can still minister God's love to them and you can still bless them and you can still um, bring the spirit of God into their life and into that situation without knowing a whole lot or understanding a whole lot about who they are. right? Right. And, and. I've, I've been in places here in these States where I definitely felt like a foreign, foreign missionary. And Minneapolis might be one of those. Maybe. Especially when we lived in Minneapolis, because we were in little Africa. And it, we, we did feel like we were in the mission field. Um, it was really cool. But it, it also was challenging and eye-opening in a lot of ways.
2: Can Anybody we, else? Can we pray for Kathy?
0: Please, Karen, why don't you do that?
2: Well, I mean, you, you said where you're working, and you um, told us uh, just generally uh, what what could be going on, and we don't know everything, but Lord, you know everything. So we praise and thank you that you have placed your servant, your daughter, a shining light Lord, Father, we we uh, believe that through your Holy Spirit, you will give Kathy your wisdom, <laughs> your discernment, put your words in her mouth, and just at the right moment that you will do this so that she will almost be startled with what she herself said because it was something you gave her right when she needed it. Yeah. Father, in protection, we want to um, ask you for your angels of protection, your presence, so that uh, if there are situations where Kathy might feel, maybe uh, the enemy coming in, uh, we know the enemy's all around, but that uh, she would see your light, which is greater than any darkness that's there, uh, and that others would see this. Others would be... um, uh, Startled, really, uh, and and they won't know how to uh, how to react or act, and they will change, or they will come up to Kathy and and uh, their whole demeanor will change. Um, thank you, Lord, turn hearts to you, Father, in Jesus' name, for your glory. We pray.
1: Thank
0: Amen. You. Amen. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Karen. And if you want to grab this handout sheet, that I saw Paul hand out, um, this was in the update email that went out this week. And uh, we're going to look at it today, and we'll probably look at it again uh, next week. But I'm just going to go through some, some tips and tricks, I guess you could say, to use kind of internet jargon these days, tips and tricks for changing the world through intercessory prayer. Um, Prayer is a key component when it comes to our interactions with other people, whether we're talking about Christians or non-Christians, people in our family, friends, neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. As we interact with these people and as we make a conscious concerted effort to reach out and to share the presence of God with them, to share the love of God with them, to bring them bread as we learned about in Luke 11 with the man who goes to his neighbor to get bread to bring to his friends, So we go to God to get the presence of God to bring to our friends and to people in our lives. And an important component to that is prayer. And that's the the type of prayer that we call intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is the, um, the kind of prayer that we use when we pray for other people. And we're going to talk more about intercessory prayer next time. But um, in Ezekiel 22, God is searching for someone to stand in the breach, he says, to stand in the breach or stand in the gap. And the breach that he's referring to there, a, a breach is a area of land in between two armies. So back then armies would just line up. And as soon as they were ready, one of them would charge or they'd both charge and they'd smash each other and kill each other for a while and then they'd back up and do it again. Um, that was before war became civilized and we just pushed buttons to kill people. So the breach was the area in between the two armies. And God says he's looking for someone who is willing to stand in that breach between the opposing forces. And that is what intercessory prayer is intercessory prayer is God's call to us to stand in between the person we're praying for as sort of a defense for them praying and the enemy quote unquote could be any number of things it could be a circumstance that they're in right now so we're praying against that circumstance or for a path through that circumstance it could be God and you're saying wait God's not an enemy well if the person isn't a Christian yet. They're in opposition to God still. And so we're interceding on their behalf for God, asking for grace, asking for mercy, etc. We also intercede to the Lord for them. Again, not, not in the sense that God is opposed to them or an enemy, but we come to God and we ask God to bless them. We ask God to do certain things, to reveal things to them, etc. And we're going to look at some of those here in a minute. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus lives. To make constant intercession for us to the father so that's what jesus is doing right now jesus current job description is full-time intercessor for us those who are in christ so he is standing in the gap for us at all times and he asks us to do that for others for other people and so that's that's what intercessory prayer is it also could be the enemy of course it could be the enemy the devil whatever, um, spiritual darkness, something like that. And we are standing in the breach between the person we're praying for and that darkness, and we push it back on their behalf. Amen? I think we've all probably heard some sermons on intercessory prayer before, and we'll talk about that more next week. But this week I wanted to run through this sheet Mm -hmm. because this is a great thing, by the way, to maybe stick in your Bible or put in that area of the house where you do your prayer um, because Sometimes it's easy to forget the kind of things we should be praying for. And this isn't like a you-must-pray-all-of-these-one-after-another magic formula. There's there's no magic here. But there is supernatural power here. Mm -hmm. Because this is scripture, and this is the points some of the points in which the Bible teaches us to pray for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think these are all pretty important ones. So I'm going to go through this, uh, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. We can talk about it again next week as well as we continue it. So the first one on this list, as we pray for these people in our lives and we might pray for them ahead of time and then maybe we have an interaction with them. And after we do, after we talk to that relative we haven't talked to in a year, then we definitely want to be praying for them because that was God opening up a door, right, for us to talk to them, for him to have an influence in their life. And so then it's on us to follow up with that. I'm not the best at follow up, by the way, but it's on us to follow through with praying for them then. And then God might take it to a next step He might reveal something to you specific and how to pray for that person. And so these prayers are are a part of the process and they're really helpful. And sometimes if there's someone who you haven't been able to interact with or maybe there's been a break in the relationship at some point, then these type of prayers will open those doors back up. And you might find the person's willing to talk to you when they haven't been in a long time. And I have tons of stories to that effect. So the first one I put, we can pray in faith and in confidence. And we know that when we are in cooperation with God, we're in his will. We're doing what he wants us to do. He wants us to reach out to people with his love, right? And anytime we can confidently pray, thy will be done, Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then that confidence allows us to move forward, knowing we're, we're in God's will, we're doing the right thing. And the passage I have here referenced for this is 1 Timothy 2, uh, 3 and 4, which you're welcome to look up if you want. Um, 1 Timothy 2, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And so even if we're praying for someone who isn't Christian, it is God's will for all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth, period. No matter who it is we're interacting with or praying for god wants them to know him it is his desire that they be saved and so we can go in full confidence when we pray for them when we interact with them knowing what god wants and to come to a knowledge of the truth and whether the person we're interacting with is a christian or not praying the truth over them is very important and so we know that god wants everyone to come to a knowledge of the truth the truth in their lives the truth of who God is for them. And so it could be someone who, I'm just going to pick an example, someone who is having real struggles in their marriage and doesn't believe there can be reconciliation with their spouse. Okay? is a fairly common thing, right? Well, we can pray with confidence that God wants to bring hope back into their hopeless situation. And that he wants to show them that if he can raise them from the dead one day so that they live eternally with him, he can certainly fix a marriage. Right. And so we can pray these things for them in confidence, knowing that God wants them to come to a knowledge of the truth. And if there's an area that they are not in the truth right now, like believing the lie that this can never be fixed, believing the lie that I can never forgive. Those are the kind of lies that people believe at some point in their journey. And if you believe and listen to those lies often enough, then then you get a little messed up and you start living like you don't have hope, living like God's not God. Like he's not powerful, like he can't do something. And that's a lie. And so we can pray the truth into their lives. And that's very important. And when we do that, when we intercede for people, when we pray truth into their lives, that has an actual real world effect. This is not sending hopes and prayers in response to a Facebook post of someone in trouble, okay? We're not sending hopes and prayers. We are touching and engaging the supernatural power of God who created the universe and rose from the dead and will raise us from the dead one day. That same supernatural power is at work through your prayers. So this is serious stuff and it has real effect in the world. So we can pray with confidence, we can pray with faith. And the next one, we could pray that God would lift the veil of deception and reveal himself to them. And so this is another example, like the example I just talked about. So if someone is in a hopeless situation, they don't believe God can heal them, they don't believe God can reconcile them with the person they're in broken relationship with, don't believe God can come through uh, in their job or provide for them they're having trouble with provision, they don't believe God can provide for them. Those are all lies, right? Because God wants to do all that stuff. And so we pray that the veil of deception would be lifted from them so they can see God for who he is, see the truth of what's going on. And again, this is true whether we're talking about a Christian or a non-Christian. Someone who is not yet Christian, by definition has a veil of deception, the Bible says, over their eyes, so they can't see Christ for who he is. Because Christ is the image of God, the very image of God himself. And if they can't see that it's because there's, there's something in the way, And we are called to pray that God would remove that. And again, this has real world effect. And I have seen this happen in people's lives, gang, people who are really deceived about one thing or another, and you just pray and you pray and you pray and you pray and pretty soon next time you talk to them, they're like, well, you know, I've actually been thinking maybe this is true. And you're like, what? That thing I've been saying for 20 years, now you're thinking maybe, maybe it might be true. Uh, praise God. Um, and and I've, I've experienced it where I didn't respond super great. And someone was like, you know, I've been thinking maybe this is true. And I'm like, really? You don't give me any credit for the fact that I've been telling you that for 20 years, you know? And I'm uh, this isn't about me, God, sorry. Uh, praise God that the veil of deception is being lifted. So I want to read the, the scripture from here. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, those who aren't saved yet. In whose case the God of this world, meaning the enemy, the devil, has blinded their minds, blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And so when they are blinded by this world, blinded by their sin, um blinded by the enemy here it says they can't see christ and so this is why i sometimes counsel people not to try to convince people about jesus intellectually because it simply won't work you can't convince someone intellectually about jesus until the veil has fallen from their eyes everybody hear what i'm saying i i have done this many many i know many people have done this and there's, there, there's someone in their life who's not saved, and they it sort of becomes an arguing thing, or even if it's civil, even if it's a civil discussion, you're constantly trying to prove to them, well, don't you know about all this archaeology or history or whatever ways you're trying to prove God, right? Philosophical arguments, proofs of God, apologetics. These things are fruitless unless the Lord has already removed that veil of deception from their eyes. We, we don't come to Christ through our own intellect. We don't come to Christ even through our own decision. We come to Christ because he comes to us and he reaches out to us with his grace. And at some point, we surrender to his grace. And we say, okay, Lord, I'm in. I surrender to you. I receive you. That is very different than coming to God through your intellect and you're like, "Hmm, I believe it has been adequately described to me. I will choose to believe in God now. God, I'm now team you." Get a new hat. Like that's just not how it works. And so, and I'm am t- talking to myself here cuz I'm a I'm a debater. <laughs> I like the intellectual discussions. And I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm just saying that we if we expect those things to be fruitful to someone who is totally deceived, they can't see the truth. That's what this Bible verse says. They cannot see Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. They can't understand because they're blinded. The problem with being deceived is that by definition, you do not know that you're deceived. If you know you're deceived, then you're just consciously believing a lie. That's different. And there are certainly people who do that. We call it usually being in denial. But if you're deceived, you don't know it. So these folks, they don't know they're deceived. They think they're right. They have adequate reasoning for why God can't help them in this situation or why they don't believe in Jesus or whatever it is. And so they don't realize that. And so we though can pray against that and we can pray that those that veil would come down. And I've seen this happen, folks. I've seen it happen. God works through our prayer. God works through our prayer and he can bring the veil down and once that happens and you see, you, you might see an opening, so to speak, in their life or in conversation, all of a sudden they seem a little more open to maybe being willing to think about God than they were before. And I, I've experienced this a number of times, one of which was my great uncle who fought in World War II and uh, was a really cool guy, a uh, bit gruff uh, some would say grumpy.
10: Um,
0: but I really liked him. And rough. even when I was a kid, I would share Jesus with him because he was not saved. And he was, uh, vocally not saved. Mm-hmm. If it, I'm sure you all know some folks like this, right? Who, <laughs> they, don't believe, they don't believe in God yeah. and they let you know.
3: All the time, yeah.
0: <laughs> they let you know they don't believe in yeah. God.
3: My landlord was okay.
0: And, uh, Years would go by, and I'd share the Lord with them and with him, and he would he would smile and nod and be like, "Okay, okay, thanks." Not for me though, you know. He was nice about it. He didn't argue, probably because we were children, and even he knew that don't yell at kids <laughs> for doing something they think is right. Um, but we would still do it every year, every year, every year. And uh, just a few years back, went over to visit him. Had prayed prior to it quite a bit. I knew I was going to go see him. Prayed, prayed, prayed. Told my brother I was going to go see him. He lives out of state. He was praying. Um, We would pray and sometimes even fast before we would see him, um, because we knew this was an opportunity to share the gospel with him. And I was blown away, because out of nowhere, he goes, you know, Nate, you can't get to my age without thinking that there really must be a God of some kind. And if I were a cartoon, my jaw would have hit the floor. I think it almost did, even though I'm not a cartoon. I was so blown away. It was nuts. I'm like, who are you and what have you done with the great uncle I've known forever? Because this was awesome. And so I has, I uh, resisted the urge to jump in um, and I just kind of let, I gave him some, you know, some line and I let him share. Well, what do you mean? You know, And and he started sharing and somehow, some way, supernaturally over the At that point like 92 years of his life god had never given up on him god was always following him searching after him reaching out to him with his mercy and with his grace god never gave up and eventually god wore him down god wore him down god took the Veil of deception from his eyes, so that he could see.
1: His
8: mm-hmm. great uncle. Um, uh, uh, his uncle. Is that uh, Karen's side? So,
0: or? yeah, this is my right. great uncle. Who knows? Who, knows? Who knows? My dad's uncle. Yeah. <clears throat> I did. I did his funeral um, two years ago. And I was able to share to other pre-Christian relatives about Bud's journey. How he went from being very much against God to becoming a Christian. And I never thought I'd be able to share that. Um, Yeah. God is awesome. God is awesome. So, there are people in your life that God isn't giving up on. He's not going to give up on them. And maybe it's a prodigal child, or maybe it's a relative, or maybe it's a friend, maybe it's someone who's fallen away from God, or maybe it's someone who's never received God at all. God is not going to give up on them. And he wants to use you to bring his love and to bring his presence into their lives. And I'm not taking credit by the way, for, for my great uncle becoming a Christian. And what I'm saying is I simply did what God asked us to do in the scripture. I prayed and I, and I shared with them from time to time. And I think this is what God wants all of us to do. He wants us to reach out to the people in our life. And just to share him, share his love. Sometimes that might mean sharing the gospel, but other times it might just mean sharing the the encouraging word or the grace that they need in that moment. And so one way that we can pray for people, whether they're Christian or not, if there's some sort of deception or some sort of lie involved, we pray that God would remove that veil of deception. We pray against that in Jesus name and it works, it works. Uh, Let's go on to the next one. Pray that the Holy Spirit would hover over them and protect them. Um, This is another good one. Um, Just want to read 2 Thessalonians 3.3. When's the last time you read 2 Thessalonians? But the Lord is faithful. That's a good start of a verse. The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. So God desires to guard us, to protect us against evil the enemy and so we can pray that protection on our loved one our neighbor whatever um while they're in maybe the difficult period that they're in or while they're not yet safe that god would protect them from the enemy because when we're in the enemy's camp there's a lot of torture involved (laughs) because the enemy is horrible and hates us um and so we pray we pray protection on that. that that might mean illness praying against accidents loss of job that sort of thing So we pray that for ourselves, but also for these other folks. Uh, Next one, we pray that godly people will come across their path each day. And this means us, but it might mean other people as well. The more people of God who come across them and interact with them on a daily basis, the more the spirit of God has an impact on them. Amen? So we want to pray that other people are doing the same thing we're doing and praying for them and interacting with them and trying to reach out uh, to them. Next one, five. This is, this is a real important one uh, for people who aren't saved or for people who are really stuck in something bad, some sort of deception or some sort of uh, warfare, you know, difficult kind of issue. And Second uh, Corinthians 10 is, is the passage here. You can look that up, Second Corinthians 10, 3. So we pray to cast down anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And I put here specifically pride and rebellion. We pray against pride and rebellion in their life, in their heart. And we pray against strongholds. Pastor Paul has preached on strongholds a number of times and these strongholds in their mind that might be a worldview of some kind, or, or could could be a political view philosophy, the way of seeing the world that may be wrong, we pray against that. We pray against past experiences that might be holding them up. You know, uh, we pray against wounds or emotional things that may have happened that maybe they built a wall up just as a defense mechanism, right? Against being hurt again. And we prayed that wall down or we pray a hole in that wall. And again, this sounds like really like, is this kind of stuff real? But it really is real and it really does work. Let me, let me read the, the passage. This is a really important passage to stand on um, when we're interceding for people. Second Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, three. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, So when we fight for others, when we stand in that gap and fight, we're not fighting with fleshly weapons. We're not fighting against people and we're not fighting with earthly weapons. We're fighting spiritually, divinely powerful for the destruction of strongholds. So these spiritual weapons that you and I have are so powerful that they can even tear down a whole fortress. Imagine that one soldier tearing down a whole fortress by themselves. That's the stuff of legend, right? Right. There would be stories and songs about that warrior if that really happened. And that is what we are called to do and what we are given authority to do in the spirit. We are given authority to tear down other people's strongholds. Very cool. And I've seen this happen. Uh, We are destroying speculations. So people's ideas or philosophies, oh, I think the world works like this. I think God is like this. I think, I think, I think. We are coming against all those I thinks. And that's part of the deception, right? We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing, every high ideal, every worldview, anything that would come up against who God is, anything that would come against understanding God as he really is. Everything raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive in obedience to christ and we do this for ourselves we take every thought captive but did you know that you can actually take evil thoughts captive from other people sometimes we come into contact with someone who's believing a lie and they're doing a lot of these days they call it negative self-talk right or they're they're believing something bad and they keep bringing it up and bring it up you can in the spirit pray for that person and bind that lie in jesus name i bind the lie that god's never going to come through for them which is what they believe because of their experience or whatever and we can take that thought captive throw it in jail um and make it obey christ and so all of these things you'll see are done in the spirit and many of them pertain to people's minds because that's where the strongholds are that's where the fortresses are that's where the walls are oftentimes Sometimes the walls are in people's hearts if it was an emotional wound, but there's often a mental component to that. And so we pray that God would be renewing and changing people's minds. And again, Christians are non-Christians. Number six, pray to bind Satan from taking them captive, to bind all wicked thoughts. We talked about that. And lies Satan would try to place on their mind. This is such a big one. The devil lies to us. He gets us to believe lies. And we can pray that God would dry that up bind that lie and bring them to an understanding of the truth. Really important in intercessory prayer. And I have seen relationships completely turn around when people are praying these things regularly for those in their lives. And finally, pray to place the armor of God on them, uh, especially the helmet of salvation. And I say that because the helmet covers our mind, right? And a lot of these have to do with our mind. So if they're a Christian, we pray that helmet of salvation on them, that that, the truth of who they are in Christ would sort of defend them and block them against all these other negative thoughts. And if they're not yet a Christian, that that understanding of that salvation is there and that they can receive it um, would would be a part of their lives. Um, So these are the kind of things that I pray for the people that I interact with. And um, I usually quote the scriptures when I'm praying. Um, again, that's not like magic words or something, but the word of the Lord is powerful. Amen. that's what the sword of the spirit is. The sword of the spirit is the word of God, the word that God speaks to us about a situation. And that often includes scriptures. And these scriptures that we've talked about this morning are, are always applicable to our lives and our situation when it comes to intercession. And so we can use them like a sword. And next week we're going to talk about the sword of the spirit and how important it is to learn how to wield that and what it means. And... I will have several short swords to show you. I'll do a little show and tell, and hopefully you won't judge me for the fact that I own multiple swords. Um, so these are the kind of things that I pray uh, when it comes to intercession, when it comes to interacting with people. Um, and I have found it to be very, very helpful, especially if there are relationships that maybe just aren't going anywhere or, or aren't reconciled or there's been a break. Um, people that just, it's, it's a tough nut to crack um, the more I pray and the more I intercede for that person, the more I see things open up in their life. Um, before we close, real quick, any any questions or maybe testimonies or examples on intercessory prayer?
10: Nate I really appreciate learning that oh, new stuff today um, It reminded me uh, Last week one of, my, one of my delivery guys We had to switch vans And um, When I got back, back to him I had forgotten to do the tilt And, and telly back to his position And I, I, I said Cody you know I forgot to Put the tilt and telly Back to your position He goes That has tilt and telly? I mean, for the steering wheel, you know, he could adjust it. He knew that he could adjust it up and down, but he didn't know he could pull it in and out, and it made it so much more convenient for him to drive. And, I mean, when you added, that was like you adding that. I had no idea you could take a thought captive that someone else is laboring under a negative thought. That You just added the the telescoping uh, addition to the tilt wheel. I mean, it was so helpful. It's so encouraging. I had never heard of that before, and I I really
0: appreciate that. Thank you. Good, good. Well, I I encourage you to to look up that scripture, Steve, as I know you like to study the word, um, and look into some of these a bit. Um, They're really encouraging when it comes time to pray for people, and praying against lies and deceptions is, that's one of the biggest things we do in intercessory prayer, is, is pray against those things, and It's, um, I I could spend an hour telling you stories about, you know, different experiences I had with this that have amazed me. They shouldn't amaze me anymore because they happen so often, but, uh, there's been so many of them. Um, but I want to, uh, honor our time and I'm going to, um, pray us, pray us home now, and then we'll spend some time sharing for those who want prayer after that father, God, we thank you for the people you've placed in our lives. Father God, we thank you for our family, our extended family. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for our neighbors. We thank you for our our housemates. We thank you for our co-workers, classmates, people in our kids' events and other parents. And we thank you for all the people that you've placed in our lives. And we ask that you would help us to become even more diligent about cooperating with you into reaching out into their lives and making a difference and lord give us the the courage um to keep reaching out and keep blessing people even if we don't see immediate results that you would help us to to have perseverance and to keep blessing people i pray that this next week for all of us that you would um bring people to our mind that you would show us who it is that we should reach out to Maybe it's the same person as last week, a different person, maybe a couple people. And that we wouldn't be afraid to to talk or to reach out. Because as your as your word, your prophetic word to us said, you reach out to them and watch me work, and you will be amazed. So Lord, as we reach out to people, we look forward to watching you work in their lives. And we look forward to being amazed at the things that you do. And so, Father, please help us when it comes to this type of intercessory prayer for our our people in our lives and our spheres of influence. Pray that you'd continue to grow us in this and, and show us how to do it. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with his favor and give you his peace